Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, where we amplify women and empower a community through the mission and their message. I am your host, Sarah Johnson, English teacher and school principal turned author and entrepreneur, living my own leap of faith on a mission to teach masses. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at at Sarah S.A. Johnson. Be sure to subscribe to the In Awe Podcast so you can join me each week as I feature women who will leave us all in awe of their impact on our world. Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, my friends. I am so grateful that you have joined me for today's episode, and I have been enjoying this whole October series on sisterhood so much, and I hope you have too. Today's guests are a textbook definition of sister. We share DNA, secrets, hurts, joys, laughter, parents, and we've made one another aunties. These women have influenced my life in countless ways, literally picked me up after I've fallen, wiped away tears, and caused some, of course, as all siblings do. We've grown through decades together in faith, love, hope, trial, and seen one another at our absolute best as well as our worst. These women hold my heart in their hands and collectively make up some of my absolute best memories, not just from childhood, but all the way through to today. I know exactly how lucky I am to have been blessed enough to grow up with them, and I am over the moon that I get to share a piece of us with you in this interview today. In this episode, we discuss what it's like to be sisters in a large family, what sisterhood means to us, the ways we have become stronger women today from our sisterhood, and a few laughs over memories. In my writing, um, social media posts, and when I speak of my family, I refer to them as my nest crew. We survived and grew together in a cozy little space, and how fitting that my sister Pam asked me to share this quote by Lorraine K. Mitchell on sisterhood to kick us off. Sisters are angels who lift us to our feet when our wings have trouble remembering how to fly. I am deeply inspired by each of these women who I am blessed enough to call sister, and I am honored to share with you today the Lambrex sisters' sisterhood story. Welcome to the In Awe podcast. I am so excited for this episode, and I can't even wait to share these amazing ladies with you. Um, we are going to go ahead and talk about sisterhood. As you know, we're in a series on sisterhood this month, and I get to share with you some of the best sisters on the planet. So without further ado, ladies, would you just introduce yourselves so that our audience can get to know your voice as they're hearing us interact, they'll be able to pinpoint who you are as you talk throughout the episode? Hi, I'm the oldest, Pam Johnson. I'm the oldest and the shortest. <laughs> it's my claim to fame. Um, I'm a mom of three, lived in Alaska 25 years, had a great adventurous time, but we had no family at all around there. I now live back in Minnesota. I have two children that are living in Alaska still and a daughter in Colorado. So I have Chelsea's my oldest. Tyler is in the middle. Poor guy. <laughs> and um, Tori's youngest. I have served many different occupations in my life. I was a cosmetologist in Alaska to start with, and that kind of bloomed into something different. I walked into our doctor's office because at the time they didn't file insurance. And we had such a bill and had three boom, 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 but they didn't pay for anything and they didn't they didn't put it in. So I asked if I could barter out. So I ended up working for them. And then I got my CNA and I ended up nursing for 16 years. And then a, a events coordinator at a nonprofit food bank. And now I'm home disabled. That's such an awesome story about your experience in the healthcare field and people that are familiar with the Alaska area. We just know things are a little remote. And so you can barter apparently even in the nineties, which is something that we wouldn't expect. Right. 
I am Sandra Nelson. I am a mom of two. I have a 24-year-old daughter that is a teacher and a 20-year-old daughter that is a college student and is working full-time picking up hours as well. You're not going to share the fact that Callie was just on the podcast last month. So listeners, regular listeners of the podcast that um, Sandra is Callie's mom. And also, you don't want to talk about what you do for a living? I am a child care provider for over 20 years. Callie is the reason why I started child care. And she did fabulous on the podcast. She really did. All right. And our last but not least introduction. I am Melissa. I'm the middle sister. Uh, I am a single mom of two amazing boys. I'm a flight attendant of 22 years. And my oldest son, Braden, is in Mankato achieving his pilot's dream. So he wants to be a commercial pilot. And my youngest, Austin, who is 18, is in Arizona going to school to be a motorcycle mechanic, uh, which is his lifelong dream. It's so cool listening to you ladies describe like the important parts of your life. And of course, your children are so important to me. And when I think about the sisterhood piece, I wanted to share that a lot of times my listeners know that I have two daughters and I'm always telling them, you just don't even know how lucky you are to have one another. You know, you can be best friends right now and someday they can be your best friends in throughout the phases of your lives. And a lot of times, you know how that is because you're all amazing moms and you've experienced the sibling challenge <laughs> before, but it's always so fun to talk to them about the joy that sisterhood is. And so I love having this episode today and talking about that with you all. And as Pam noted, it's kind of fun because one of the things that my listeners might not know is that I'm actually the youngest of seven children in our home. We grew up with a very large family and that's only ever extended with the addition of children. And so it's kind of fun to, to talk about that. And one of the legends of you know, how my parents ended up completing their family was they always said that they knew my dad always said they knew they were finally done having children when the last one came out looking like the first. So we kind of chuckle about that, but that is 14 years between my oldest sister and I. And so today I just wanted to be able to share pieces of them with you because we know here on the podcast that women are really inspiring. And in this series, we've talked about sisterhood and what that means to, to the guests and what that has meant in my own life. And so I just wanted to hear from my actual blood sisters a little bit about their perceptions. And so if you wouldn't mind sharing, ladies, what is it that you think has been maybe one of the best parts not about sisterhood in general, but about being a sister in the space that you're in, in our very large family. You know, I mentioned there's seven of us. We all have different places. I'm the youngest, I'm the baby. Uh, but what has that meant in your world, being a sister in our family? When I was younger, I had lots of responsibilities, being that we had a large family and our parents both worked full times. And sometimes it was off shift. In fact, I actually brought Melissa and Sarah to kindergarten roundup and made sure <laughs> they were signed up for school. Used to make lunches and make sure the other ones were on the school bus before I left. And finally, Sandra got old enough and she took over that responsibility and I was out of there. <laughs> for me, it hit me, especially when I was in beauty school. I always had a picture of our, our family picture that we had taken at church uh, when I was 19 and I had it on my studio desk. One lady told me one day, I'm the oldest of seven, but I don't even know my younger siblings at all. 
And to me, that was a pivotal point in my life because um, I can pinpoint that day. I can see it so clear. And in my mind that day, I decided that I would never let that happen to our family, that I always wanted to be involved as much as I could at every stage. And then when moving to Alaska, of course, then it was a lot more difficult. Even though we were apart, I always wanted to be an integral part of everybody's lives because I refused to let that happen within our own. And I love that about your leadership and our family, because that's something that we probably all attest to that we felt. And I think it's really cool that you had that conscious moment that even at that young age that you knew you didn't want that to happen. And it could have so easily happened. And we know that with large families. And one of the things I always love thinking about that time period for your life is the fact that, you know, I think I was a flower girl and things like that in your wedding. And so when you look at that span of life and you think about 14 years difference, it could have been so easy for you not to be plugged in or connected. So it's been a really beautiful journey for our family. And to have that be something that you did for us is really awesome. So thank you for doing that. Sandra, how about you? What's your take on the sisterhood and the middle child? (laughs) I think that I don't know. The best part about having three sisters is the friendships. I remember at one point when Pam lived in Alaska, I talked to her every, every day. Like she was, she used to call herself my guardian angel, you know, and it was going through a hard time in my life. And it was just, it felt good to know that, you know, she was always there if I couldn't talk to mom or whatever. And then even current, we all talk or text or, you know, I just think that's very important is the friendship. It's not just sisters as well as, you know, being able to shop in each other's closets when we were younger, if it was allowed. I think that was a fun thing, you know, whether or not it was teasing or really needing something. I appreciate that friendship piece and how it's morphed and changed over the years. And, you know, how those connections through the phases of life can adjust and shift with that. But we've always had, no matter how our friendships were doing on the outside of our family circle, we always had one another, which is just a really beautiful benefit. All right, Melissa, let's hear from you. Well, I think Sandra touched on that a little bit. I loved, um, I mean, I loved having a built-in best friend. I mean, from the time, Sarah, you and I were in kindergarten all the way up through my graduation, for sure. We were bound to the hip and Sandra, gosh, you know, I totally did. You know, I was in your closet all the time. Sorry. I know. (laughs) Earrings, clothes, you name it. Yes, we shared it or, you know, even the bang style. Right. (laughs) But yes, it was definitely um, having all those friendships and PJ totally looking up to you and coming to Alaska and spending summers and, you know, babysitting for you. Like, so like life went 360 for us. Um, you helped out us when we were little and then we helped out you when your kids were little. So I think that is sister, that is pure sisterhood. I, I believe. That's so awesome. And it is really kind of cool because being an aunt since I was nine and then exactly having that experience of watching all of your children be born because my phase of life just came later. It, you know, all of your children are so much older than mine and it's been really joyful to learn a lot from you and your journeys as mothers too. So that's a whole other beautiful thing, but I love that you mentioned that Melissa, that that's like a cycle in a large family that happens where you just learn to take care of one another and it comes full circle at some point. And I agree. Um, I still remember always 
kind of batting off that jealousy from friends that we had, or we would share friends, but it was always this extra connection that we had. And, and I know, as you mentioned too, there was always somebody to look up to. I joked in the last podcast with Callie about, oh, there's a lot of secrets that we won't talk about um, from that we, we learn in our families, but it's been a really fun journey to have all of our siblings, but of course the sisters just share something really special. And so thank you for that. I mean, my perception as being the youngest, it's so funny because I think there's been so many different phases of life where I, I always call you my nest crew and that's our brothers and our parents too, for a reason, because it didn't matter if it was early stages, if it was, um, the times when we were all kind of flying out of that nest, we always come back together. And that's still true today. For the listeners, I just wanted you to be able to hear that range. You know, it's it's such a really cool range to know the, that sisterhood and what it's done. So I'm just curious too, as we kind of think about a sisterhood in general, I'm wondering if you would be willing to share what you think sisterhood means to you. I know we talked about the value of having such a large one, but just what does that whole concept mean to you? I've been really trying to ponder this because there's so many different ways you can look at it from a regular everyday standpoint, being in a family all the way to the religious aspect of it. Within our family, when I made that decision, you know, for everybody to know me, even though, you know, Sarah, the youngest and I, the oldest, 14 years apart, and the other girls were, you know, six and 12 years apart. I think it's kind of cool now when I look at sisterhood, I know within our family, at least, if I'm going through something, I've really tried to learn to be humble and listen because I learned this this winter. A sisterhood is we have to allow each other to discover their own place and time because I can actually look back and see myself and everybody in all three of your lives at a certain point in my life that I've already gone through. And I've called mom. I can't tell you how many times it started when I had Chelsea and um, my oldest. And I, I remember calling her and say, now I know what you meant. <laughs> and I, I still do. In fact, I just did two days ago. Our family was so tight when we were younger that we also invited so many people within our own family. And so for me, sisterhood was not only just our sisters, but we had a best friends that became sisters to all of us. That's a really, I mean, I don't know other than how to describe it. Other than that, that there's always a number to call when you need somebody. We, we all have, we have so many sisters within our own family. It's just not us four. We have three beautiful sister-in-laws and that's something that I don't want to forget. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for that description. And I love that you, you put that there too, that, you know, our family is so much bigger than blood. And that's why I love this whole series um, and just love having the connections and the branches that you've all brought to our family tree, which like you said, extends out beyond, you know, our genetics too, which is really cool. How about you, Sandra? I had thought about it a lot today, you know, just wanted to come up with just a simple answer and to me, I just think it means unconditional love, unity, loyalty, and just knowing that somebody's always got my back 
no matter what. And it's beautiful. I was just sharing with the girls the other day about, you know, that mom and dad always told us friends will go, come and go, but family is forever. And there's something that's so true about that. And so, you know, thank you ladies for always being there through all of that. So I love how you said unity too. That's, I think that's something that's really visible. Hey, Melissa, how about you? Yes. I definitely think that family is forever and friends are temporary. You do have some strong relationships to build other branches of our family tree, but I truly think that the true meaning of sisterhood is always knowing somebody does have your back. And although be it not maybe, maybe just a text or a phone call or something like that, but I just definitely think that even if we don't talk for weeks on end, it, we can pick up the phone and we can talk about things or text about things, you know, and it may not be a everyday phone call, but it's there when you need it or you don't. But that's what I think a sisterhood is. Yeah, we're so lucky to have that, aren't we? Okay, so I have another question for you, ladies, and I'm, I'm I feel like this one's going to be really powerful for the listeners and for us to hear of one another. So, no, the truth is, we know that sisterhood is not perfect, and we could share just as many stories and bear the world about our failures at having one another's back over time. And you know, that could be two decades ago, or it could be two weeks ago, right? But we just you love each other through that, like you've said. And I just think that there's so much wisdom if we ever just got in a circle and we're able to share all of the challenges that we've been through, but we've been able to make it through in part because of one another. And so I'm curious, what do you think has made you a stronger woman today by having a sisterhood? Definitely, I would say there's been many ups and downs in my life. Always have tried my best to rise above the bad. And if it wasn't for my sisters actually being around and listening to me when I really, really needed them, I, I really honestly do not believe that I would probably be, I was in a bad spot. I think it's made me stronger because and resilient. Even though I have my disabilities and things, I still try to be a good grandmother. I've got two great little grandbabies now. You know, um, it breaks my heart that I can only hold them a little bit, but just the challenge of being able to hold them for a while and play with them is a joyful thing for me. I try to make it into joy. I personally have overcome some pretty big struggles and um, they're just going to increase. You never, it, it doesn't ever go away. Things don't go away. They just kind of evolve a little bit. And Melissa, you know, we had a strong relationship for a while when we were both both going through um, a divorce and it was a tough time for both of us. And I, I think it was, it was tough because I never really thought that would never happen to me. I had this perfect image in my head and life isn't perfect. It's messy, but with sisters or your family, it doesn't have to be sisters. It can be a bunch of brothers. If you have a support group, that's what's made me tougher that and my youngest daughter telling me, stop thinking what other people are thinking, <laughs> what they're saying. That's good. Um, strong women raise strong women. And I love how you mentioned the word resiliency because that's been it's such a huge part of your story. And it's um, it's a joy to hear you talk about joy and practicing joy and the images that you shared. So thank you for that. How about Sandra? What, um, what do you think has made you a stronger woman today from sisterhood? I would have to say that each one of my sisters has always shown me 
um, examples of strength and grace through various trials and tribulations in each of your lives. And I just think watching you guys had, I, I don't know if that gains me strength or I just think about you guys and how strong you are. And, you know, all of us go through various things. And I just like to think, you know what, I'm much like them or, you know, I've learned from Pam or or Melissa or even you, Sarah, just you guys are all strong. Mom is strong. So I think, well, like you said, you know, a strong woman raises strong women. That's really beautiful too. Cause I know um, when Pam, you said that when you and Melissa kind of leaned into each other during that phase of both going through a divorce, it's, you know, we all kind of go through things at different times in our lives. And I know, um, you know, the children bearing the changes in careers, all of the different things that we've been able to learn from one another has, I think has made us stronger and has the potential to keep doing that if we're willing to be vulnerable I think, um, cause I think that even in, we don't want to pretend that sisterhood and blood connections just make relationships easy <laughs> because I don't think that's the case. They make it almost tetherable in a sense, but yeah, I just can really appreciate that those relationships shift. And so thank you for those pieces of wisdom. How about you, Melissa? What would you like to add my dear? Well, I truly believe that, um, that you're never alone in whatever phase of life you're going through with the sisterhood, you're never alone. You know, that's, I thought Pam was going to say that, but, um, in an essence she did, but yes, you always have somebody to fall back on, whether you can connect with someone on a different level, if you given any circumstance you're going through. Yeah. You will have somebody always to talk to and hold you up and bring you from below, if that makes any sense. It makes dollars to me. And actually, I want to share my response to this too, because I know that your sisterhood and my life has made me into the strong woman that I believe I am. And I know that all three of you are strong women. And a huge part of that has been watching you in your resiliency go through, um, you know, the, the horrific things that we experience in real life, loss of babies, um, you know, when I got to my own space, just to share that I had lost a couple of babies. And I just remember knowing that I wasn't alone because people in the workplace weren't talking about that. People in my friend circle hadn't experienced that. I was, I married young. And, and when I got to that space, it was just like, I had people that had been there. I was holding, you know, your hands through those things and having seen it before paved a way for me. Um, but also watching you rise up out of those challenges did the same thing. And so it's, you know, that's one example of so many that I could think of that has really helped me just have a strength and a fortitude. And of course, not that we want to dwell too much on, on the losses and the things that we have lost, but my listeners know that we all collectively lost one of the monkeys out of our tree in 2014. And that was really hard, but we are so we're stronger because of it and not because of it, but through it and through our connection, I think we've become stronger. And so, you know, we could go through a litany of all the things that have the examples specific but I just think it's so beautiful. Um, you ladies have paved a way for me. Continue to, like you said, we support one another, but you ladies have all taken your beautiful turns at supporting me in every single stage. I think about, you know, the years when be on stage and whether it was on stage, you were there, whether it's like this podcast showing up, even though it might not be your favorite thing to do to get <laughs> your voice heard on, um, you know, on an amplified stage that you're there. And, and that just continues to grow knowing that there's people out there that are always going to be that loving support. 
Okay. So I have two more questions for you ladies, and I'm dying to know this one. I think it's going to be fun and I didn't prep you for it, but I want to know one fun memory that you feel would just be so worthy to share about any one of us, about an experience that we had as sisters. It could be a family legend. And I just wanted to share one that I love, something that I love passing on from our sisterhood to my children is dancing and singing while we clean, right? Because that's something that we all did together. And it was usually to the beaches soundtrack (laughs) or heart um, or journey or whatever. And I just think that's kind of fun to know that our existence together growing up can be kind of passed along in that way. So that's just one example that I wanted to share a quick one. How about the rest of you? So I'm just going to jump in here out of line here, but I have so many examples, but I really, truly loved our dating game with our yearbook. And I won't go on explaining how we did it, but that's a a very fun um, memory that I have with all three of you. And I just absolutely love it. Every time I hear the song Foxy, I think of Melissa going around with their fingers up over her head going, Foxy, just like on, what was that show? Oh, Wayne's World. (laughs) She acted just like them. I brought my kids up to sing and dance and everything else too. You know, the same way we grew up. And it's just, I think it's a good thing to keep kind of some traditions going. And that was a fun one. I agree. Gonna touch on two really quick. And one would just be, you know, the von Lambrecht family, you know, we were always singers and the Amway songs and all of that. But also I think because I don't know if it was because I was the middle child, but, and this is probably, you know, not going to be good for me, but the two younger sisters would always do whatever I told them to do. So there was one time we were, I was driving and I'm like, Hey, I can't remember. It was probably both of them at one point, but I remember Melissa was in the front seat with me and I told her to put her leg out the window and I put my leg out my window and then we both or she ducked down. So then it looked like I was straddling the car while I was driving. Yeah, that's my one of my faves. Yes, those are legendary family stories. I have to add one for Sarah. Okay, go ahead. Sarah came up to Alaska and I was going to teach her how to drive uh, four speed. She was doing really good and we got to a where the highway comes up from this road and I feel really terrible but I didn't realize that the parking brake was on <laughs> so she, she'd hit it and we go and this truck is coming and she's freaking I don't even know how she got it to go and it was like two minutes before I realized we had the emergency brake on and the whole car smelled and the kids were screaming in the back and <laughs> But Sarah did an awesome job. There's always something. Tyler got out of the back seat and he said, don't ever scare me like that again, Auntie Sarah. <laughs> Never forget that. Um, so it's fun because you just have these collective stories. And I knew that that would be an enjoyable moment for us just to kind of share. And I'm sure we could go around and do that for hours. One last question for the listeners, um, because I know that this that you ladies have just really good collective wisdom. And so it's kind of a spin on a question that I always ask on this podcast. And so what I'm wondering is if you could write a letter to your yourself at any age or stage regarding sisterhood, what would you say? So I would write it to my current self. And I know that seems weird. Why would you write a letter to your current self? But for real, I just think it's very important to keep the connection going between all of us, you know, whether it's, you know, a text or a phone call just to keep connected. 
And, you know, we always talk about doing like these sister um, trips. I know there's COVID and we can't really do that, but you know, for real, when it's done, we need to get together and do something fun. Cause I love you ladies. I love you. I would write it to probably my, Oh, I would say 10 year old self to have more patience and obviously that would grow. I mean, don't punch your little sister because she's not cleaning the room right or the way you wanted it done, right? So maybe more patience. And th- so then I would grow from that moving forward because there are times I know that we don't have patience for each other and sisterhood. And again, we're not perfect, but remind myself, especially when I punched you, I feel sorry about that. Sorry, Sarah. Love you. I feel like you needed to confess that on the podcast just to get it out. But you know what? It's so funny because we talk about that with my daughters too, is that you're not, you're not going to remember those things just as long as you keep loving one another. And it's true. I don't ever think about you as the tyrant that punched me because I wasn't cleaning the room right. Um, I definitely think about you as the one that I got into all the shenanigans with and wanted to match clothes with as much as possible and just looked up to. And so I love you. Thank you for that. Pamela, how about you? So if I could go back and write a letter to myself, it would probably be about 82. And that would be stick up for myself and not worry about what people think. And to not be under the spell of other people just to be popular or just to get ahead or whatever, just to be myself. That's all I'd write. Just be yourself. It's normal. And let time go on. I love that because it's funny. I was just going to end with this, um, end our interview with this to all ladies, that one of the things that I have been able to acknowledge in the last couple of years is how important you all are in my life for one of the very most important reasons is that you accept me as myself, as my neurotic self, as my um, goofball self. You laugh at my jokes. We laugh so hard that I swear to God, we're spitting sometimes like like the drool is just coming out because we're laughing so hard. And I can be Sarah um, as the most inappropriate version of myself or the most stoic and and you're there. And so I think that was just the perfect way to tie this up and, and say, I'm glad that you would write that letter. And I'm grateful for the letter that you write, the love letter that you write with your hearts and your lives every day in this sisterhood. And so I thank you so much for joining me. I know that it's not been the easiest thing to think about you on a podcast, but I'm so grateful. And I know that the listeners really enjoyed and gained from our sharing today. So thank you so much, ladies. I love you. I continue to be completely awe-inspired by every single guest on this podcast, and I am so grateful every time you choose to share, rate, review an episode. It matters so greatly to the mission and the message of our guests, and I appreciate every time you help one another rise by lifting up the message. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being a part of this awe-inspiring community.